those things right now. What you need to be doing is, is walking around encouraged and knowing that if you are placed in the, in the faith and work of Jesus, you're not in doubt. His death and burial and his resurrection. He died on the cross for your sins. He showed us that he was dead by being buried from that view. He also showed us that he was God and that it was accepted by God that he could bring us back in life from the sins of all the world when he rose from the dead on his own and had power over death. And then he said, anyone who will call upon him and trust him as their Savior, he will have eternal life. Oh, how we, we want to live as if you've got to have all these do's and don'ts in your life before you can be saved. No, no, you don't. All you need to do is realize how bad off you are in your, your sin, and, and you are a sinner just like the rest of us. Don't walk around here arrogant thinking that you are better than everybody else because you don't need Jesus. You need Jesus, and that's you. You call on Jesus, and you trust in him, and he'll humble your heart, and, and then he'll save you, or he will save you when you cry out to him, and he will save you. He'll give you eternal life. He'll give you a, a, a new plan and a new direction, and, and we'll be out of here. Praise the Lord Jesus. Oh, we don't want to do that. We want to do that with God, and if you want to live a life without God ever being mentioned, then so be it. You can think that, and you can live that.
that God is here to bless you and bless us, that the Holy Spirit of God is is moving in the hearts of individuals today, that that is knocking on your heart today, or if you don't know it, maybe today is day two, and it's knocking on your heart today, and it's telling you that, hey, today is the day of salvation, today is the day that you need to trust Jesus as Savior here, and and, and, and it does, and what's great about it is he knows what we're doing today, He, he knows our heart, he knows that we're here to worship him, to praise him, and to love him, and to show others about Jesus, and, and, and he understands when we fail, and he understands when, when there's uh, disappointment, and disillusion about things around us, but he knows our work, and he knows everything that we do, and that's why he sent his son, right? Because he loves us. And I'm glad that baseball helped make him think a little knowing that God loves him and that he's good. But it also gives him courage knowing that he's working for us too. And he knows we're hard and he knows what we want to do and he knows how we want to live and basically he helped me think along the way and so he's encouraging me and I know that works and and I know where you flow. I know where that knowing and I know where you reside and most likely you already do. So let me help you out today. Don't you not be ashamed. Don't you all lie. Don't you not be ashamed that you are by yourself. You are not. He knows you. He knows everything about you. I I love what he said over in Romans chapter 6. We'll we'll be there uh, a couple of times this week as we get ready. I want to get there with Solomon. But man, he is an interesting man. Let me just read this to you and you watch this. Not too scared to go into the garden in order to be found by the Almighty Father. But bear his and to him all messages. Do not therefore be as more reprehensible than these things. Some of you are saying, hey, I just want to know Jesus. Hey, me too. I know everything about the Sabbath. If I know anything about the church, it's not going to mean that I know everything about you today. Okay, I even know how many here are up on the Sabbath. He knows everything that's going on. He knows the Sabbath is. He knows your insecurities. He knows He knows your grief. He knows your fear. He knows your anxiety. He knows your depression. He knows your anger. He knows your bitterness. He knows everything about you today. But I want to help you out today. He knows you because he knows you because he loves you. Look, he knows you because he has you. He knows you better than he knew you had you. And he knows you better than you had him. So how do you do it? Here's the key to it. You forgive the person next to you. You forgive that question that makes you go back and forth with them. Okay? Here's part of what this section is talking about in Psalms 51. So Psalms 51 is a is a book about forgiveness. It's a real argument about forgiveness. And this book will actually give you the answer that you've been looking for. The answer is the Holy Spirit of God inside you. We have to grow in our knowledge of the unforgiveness. Not by trying to get to a heaven gate and earn it. That would be a stupidity. That would help you and be a blessing to you. And so don't just walk around trying to get to heaven. Don't just think that you can get to heaven just by trying to get to heaven. Because he's one who knows what you want to know, but doesn't know where you are and know where you go. I even know where Satan sleeps. Now, because Satan sleeps, they tell me in the States that they have made him weaker than God. And, and, and God was the uh, weaker of the great God, but he had to go every year. And once a year, he goes to heaven and he hears the Lord. And, and so here, the, the uh, 
Bíblia mostra que Deus ele vai estar dentro do céu pessoalmente para ele. Qual é o lugar que Jesus vai estar dentro do céu? Right, they go on in a long-winded way. However, I, I never understood this, but you get to Numbers 31 when they start plaguing down the road, and and then it starts talking about just exactly what we're talking about here, which is just several times throughout the Bible about like Balaam killed Balaam. Now we never pronounce the curse upon Israel, but obviously and apparently he just went and Balaam apparently got to take a few of Numbers, I believe, but but after uh, telling Balaam, you know, but Balaam had gone the same way. Balaam just decided, apparently he went went into Mo Moab and he told the Moabites, he said, you know, there's a curse and Kill me because I, I have a good intention in my heart, and and he starts getting some of his prophets down around the table, and he starts letting them intermarry with each other, and and this is a promise that that you can have anything that's over ten generations be their promise. Why did Balaam do all that? What was that about? Balaam was asking for power. Isn't that cool? You know what happened to Balaam? He was sitting in one of those seats.
each one of those horrific sexual activities. Pornography, you're part of that. You're in front of adultery and marriage. You're in front of uh, uh, abusive relationships outside of marriage. All of those things are considered fornication. Immoral thoughts, as you add towards someone else. Lust against someone that's not your wife. I mean, all of those things are included in there. That's not me telling us it's God's word. You know, we need to avoid those things, and we need to use the Bible in in using them. That's one of the ways we live them. It's more than one way to use them. That's the Bible. And if you start spending more time and soaking in them, you develop a good heart that you can love your sister and love them. The historical church, even Rome is still teaching the casual women and the historical of employers. I mean, all, all of those things are included. And we need to have a problem that you have allowed some kind of a worldly attitude and worldly thoughts and expectations to church. And we want this one thing to have it come in, and you come in because you want to battle it. I'm all for that. We all need to battle against those things in our life. And we are here together to help you. No judgment, right? This is where we help each other. We accept each other where you are, and we help each other to get where you need to be. But in that, don't think that you are okay where you are. None of us are okay where we are. I'm sorry, that's the burden of all of us. All of us need to grow. All of us need to be better. And whatever the, 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 the problem is in our life, it might not be the, the, the sexual problem. It might be other problems that are of, of pride of life. I don't know whatever it is. But we all need to be growing, and in here we need to stop allowing the worldly attitudes to determine to us how we serve and how we walk and how we bring on and carry forth. This is the authority of God's Word. That's the power that we have in our lives when we use the power of the Word of God. And so here, the new command, so what does he tell us to do? Verse 16, repent, turn away from those things. That's a command that we ought to have. We, we need to do battle, and how do we do battle? We, we confess up to God, God, we need to get this right. I need you out of my life. I don't want any part of this anymore in my life. And, and so you turn away, and, and you walk away from those things, and, and you keep those things right. In our church family, we need to be repenting. If we are going to be an unsafe community, then we will not need to act like we are unsafe. We need to act in love. Because we're concerned about some ogre that's sitting up on a throne waiting to strike us with lightning, but because we love Jesus and his church. That's the application of this command. And so we live in a way that, that we can say to people that no matter how disgusting that things are in their lives, that we can look at them and see them as a creation that God has made, and knowing that they have a soul, knowing they have a, a, a body, soul, and a spirit, and a creation of God, and and we can weep for them and talk to them and pray that they can have the very same thing that we have and, and be restored in their relationship with Jesus. Now, am I concerned for you guys about Facebook? No problem. Right? Have you ever even been on Facebook? I know you're kind of young to be on that thing. Uh, we need to do so, and we need to repent accordingly. Well, if you just repent or else I will come under this scripture. Will fight and avenge them. That word fight means I will wage war against them. That's no holding to the doctrine of Balaam and the book of Laban. I'm just sharing my thoughts. Last thing in the world we want is to be repentant, right? We, we don't want we don't want.
want the Lord gathered up in their own life, that's the kingdom of God that we ought to have. It ought to be a respectful fear that we have. We do not want to think that God needs us.